Hello there. General Kenobi! <laughs> you are listening to Mando Talk, your home for the Mandalorian chapter breakdown, speculation, and all kinds of Star Wars fun. Welcome back, all of you Ugnots and Jawas, to another episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, Caleb Keller, and joining me this time, this week in studio, is my brother, Jacob Keller. What is up? Hello. What's going on? Hello there. (laughs) Nothing much. Nothing's going on, really, in my world, except uh, I'm excited to talk Star Wars this week. Me too. Cool news pieces. Cool things going on in Star Wars, so yeah. we're going to get to those. Uh, I haven't been here in a while, have I? Exactly. That's what I was going to do. I mean, it's been a while, so just real quick, what's up? What's up with your life? How you doing? And uh, it's good to have you back. Uh, well, you know, just working, just uh, keep on going with school. Yeah. Trying to get, oh boy, Farmer Jake is, he's getting busy. The Farmer <laughs> Jacob yeah. is back. He's getting busy, Um, you know. Spring is here, even though we have a cold snap here in Tennessee right now. So yeah. the high today is in the 40s, but despite that, things are still growing. There's still so many things that could be sown and growing right now, uh-huh. and I'm just uh, relishing in it. <laughs> Old Jacob living the Galen Urso life, yep. <laughs> the farmer here in our uh, local state of Tennessee. Well, we appreciate you being here, man. I can't wait to dive into these news pieces uh those of you listening uh we're glad you're here for another week uh as always let me get our plugs in real quickly before we get going just because when we get going man we just dive straight into it and i just kind of lose myself (laughs) so let's just get these plugs out facebook twitter instagram we're on all those social media platforms at mando talk make sure you follow us it's always fun communicating with you uh, our podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there. But we are also on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is great. We're growing. Uh, it's always fun to communicate with those of you out there on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Smash the bell. That way you're notified as soon as a video is uploaded. And hit the like button on whatever video you're currently watching. Hopefully this one, obviously. Uh, so you can show us some love. Uh, again, we always put Mando mini talks out throughout the week for those of you that can't sit down and watch or listen to the entire 30 to 40 to maybe even an hour long podcast episode. We break we break the podcast episode into little chunks that are easy for you to digest uh, throughout the week. So check that out if you have not done so. And we really appreciate it. We always appreciate the support. Now, Oh boy, it was a great week this past week. We got two uh, news pieces that we're really going to dive into specifically. And man, the internet went crazy when Star Wars officially announced the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series, their cast. Yeah. It was announced. (laughs) Now, with this announcement, they also gave like a quick little synopsis. So I'm going to read that synopsis just to set up. Uh, this idea whenever we look at the cast list. So the synopsis, it says, the story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, turned evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. Obi-Wan Kenobi is directed by Deborah Chow, director of two critically acclaimed episodes of The Mandalorian Season 1, 
the series also marks the return of Hayden Christensen in the role of Darth Vader. <laughs> so, you love doing that. I do. It's it's one of the best lines from the prequels, man. Yeah, uh, it is. That whole sequence is so great. <laughs> well, it's at least great to reenact. Duh. <laughs> Exactly. That was spot on. 100% spot on. But yeah, first of all, 10 years after, I I didn't know that number going into it. Uh, That's good to know, though. That means little Luke and Leia are 10 years old. Yeah. So it's very possible to definitely see Luke pop up. Maybe Leia through some force, I don't know, some force ability where they connect and they just don't know what's going on, those little kids. Maybe. Uh, but it's a possibility. Them being 10 years old, I would say they're definitely uh, coming to the realization that they have this feeling inside them somehow. Uh, they just don't know what it is. So we'll see. It, they might be incorporated somehow, but we're going to get to that in a second. How uh, old would that make Obi-Wan? Man, I don't, I'm not good at these year things, man. This is like the third week in a row where I've been tested on like age. Of these individuals. Maybe like late 40s or 50. I think so. I think so. Somewhere around there, that would that would make sense. I yeah. mean, Obi-Wan, by the time A New Hope comes around, is very well-aged. Yeah. Well, at least he looks well-aged. He might just be living on the desert, you know. Yeah. It's hard on you, so he might look 20 years older than what he actually is. <laughs> well, um, another 10 years would be 20 years. Mm-hmm. That would make Luke 20, which I don't know. Right. Well, we are, so there's 18 years in between. Okay. So I believe Luke is 18 when A New Hope comes around. So we're pretty close. We're we're basically at the halfway point in between the Galactic Empire being created Mm -hmm. and the Civil War that's coming down the line. Yeah. So we're really close. We're right there in that middle point. But any um, other uh, takeaways from that synopsis before we dive into the cast list? Oh, it's just great. It's just awesome to see Hayden Christensen yeah, come and, back. Yeah, and they really like double down on Anakin Skywalker, yeah. Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader. Like All of that was mentioned. Anakin, we got twice. No, sorry. Anakin once, Darth Vader twice, Hayden Christensen dropped once. So yeah. they're definitely focused in on that character that actor yeah. coming back in exciting very yeah, exciting. um we love it we love having him back in star wars again oh 1000 <laughs> percent. okay and we've talked on i've at least talked about this before attack of the clones i'll admit hayden christensen for some reason the acting for me just wasn't there but revenge of the sith still there were some moments where it was kind of a little cringy but i still enjoyed it overall and I've always wanted to see Hayden Christensen come back. I always wanted to see Hayden Christensen in the sequels, and yeah. it never came to fruition. Yeah. So we're finally getting that here in the Kenobi show, which makes me very excited. I Absolutely. Mean, they, so let's get into this cast list, but as we transition into that, Hayden Christensen for me is still the most exciting of the list. I mean, obviously, outside of Ewan McGregor. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but... Hayden Christensen still checks off the excitement level for me. Yeah. For everyone, compared to everyone else. But let's dive into the list. Ewan McGregor, obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen, Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Peace. And again, so those of you out there, you know I'm not best at naming names, but mm-hmm. anyway, hopefully I do the best that I can. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, 
and Benny Safty. Hopefully I did those justice. Now, we already know enough about Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. We don't really need to mention anything else with those two, uh, but Moses Ingram. So on Instagram, the day of the announcement, she made a post that stated the following, I play with lightsabers. And then Variety, a very reliable news outlet for entertainment, states that she's going to play a major role. So... A lot of people out there were speculating as soon as she posted that post that said, I play with lightsabers, a lot of people were like, oh, young Ahsoka, let's go. Hmm. Any thoughts on maybe a young Ahsoka being involved with Kenobi from you, Jacob? Like, would you want to see that? Or is that just something that you're like, okay, I actually don't really need to see Ahsoka in this show? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I would be okay with it. It wouldn't make sense to me why not just, you know, cast Rosario Dawson. Correct. And that was going to be the avenue that I took with that as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka, what, 20 years down the line? Yeah. But I still think you can de-age a little bit to make it look like Rosario is that age. Yeah. But I don't know. I see if if her caption is being serious with the whole idea of I play with lightsabers. Mm-hmm. I see more so of an Inquisitor role. Well, there's a few different options. There's Ahsoka, there's mm-hmm. Inquisitor, and there's a rogue Jedi who didn't get, you know, picked off. So maybe she, like, teams up with Kenobi. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that one for some reason. For me, I've just always, like, mentally told tell myself, all right, it's only Luke, Obi-Wan, Leia and Yoda out there at this yeah, point. Yeah, I know. But then but... <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order <laughs> right. comes around. And, and we got Cal Kestis, Rebels, Rebels Ezra Bridger, Clone Wars, Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. So that kind of makes you just, you got to at some point just open up and be like, okay, if they yeah. introduce a new character that's still out there lurking after Order 66, we just got to roll with it. Because obviously there's more to that story than what initially met the eye when only the movies were, were coming out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like that possibility. Out of those options, which would you like to see the most? Oh, I'm still doubling down on Inquisitor. I think I, I do, too. I want to see... I would see... love to see Inquisitors in a live-action yeah. show. Because we haven't gotten... Because, again, they've toyed with Moff Gideon possibly being an Inquisitor type. Yeah. But they haven't fully committed but, to that. Well, but it's been proven that he wasn't, right? Because he was in the ISB. Ooh. Was yeah. he in the ISB? Yeah, he yes, was. Yes, he was in the yeah. ISB. That's yeah. a good point. Okay, so maybe... Okay, so we haven't seen a live-action Inquisitor at no. all then. But not, we want not to. Not the slightest, but we do want to. I think that's yeah. one of the things that we really want to see out of Kenobi. I, and I think that, it, man, it needs to be seen in the live-action Yeah, I think it's time. I think Star it's time Wars. to incorporate that aspect of the animation into Mm -hmm. live action because they've already done that a lot they've already taken a lot of animation stuff and brought it into live action Mm -hmm. why not take one of those best pieces from animation which is inquisitors Mm -hmm. and bring it into live action i think everyone's ready for it yeah so i do think moses ingram if in fact that caption in her post is on the money that she does in fact play with lightsabers uh then i think this is a good possibility of her to be playing that role. Let us know what you think. If you want to see Moses Ingram play an Inquisitor, jump down in the YouTube comments and say, 
I want to see Moses Ingram play an Inquisitor. But, but if you see, don't, tell us who you want her to play instead. I want to see Inquisitors regardless. Like, yeah, honestly, even if it's not her. Yeah. You know what I would love to see really is just Obi-Wan. I don't know what the situation was going to be, but I just kind of want it to just be Obi-Wan. And he's just trying to fight off all these Inquisitors sure that are trying to hunt him down mm-hmm. and vader who's sending them to go right. find him right. for him yeah until finally you know both of them maybe confront each other like we've talked about i think so man that Oof. that'd be a great story and i'm there <laughs> yeah. for it that'd be action packed all right the next one that i wanted to talk about is probably what most people took out of this cast cast announcement and that is Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace coming back to play Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. They mm-hmm. played those two characters in the prequels. They're coming back. Makes total sense. Yeah. Like, when you see this, it's not something that, like, oh, my gosh, like, that's completely surprising. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that, like, oh, okay, that's really exciting, mm-hmm. but it makes sense for the story. Like, why wouldn't they be there? Right. You know? For sure. Uh, I do think those two characters, though, present an avenue of seeing young Luke though. Yeah. Like if they're those two are shown, how could you not show a little ten year old Luke Skywalker yeah. playing with toys or doing whatever a ten year old Luke Skywalker's doing? <laughs> or at least having, you know Luke <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just like they did in Rebels. <laughs> yeah. Just like in that one Obi Wan Kenobi uh episode from Rebels where you see a Luke Skywalker just running across it's like a silhouette kind of thing. Yeah. Running across the sand back to the home uh and you hear Baru say Luke like that. Yeah. yeah something like that. I mean, I do kinda want to see more than that though, since we've already gotten that idea from Rebels. Yeah. Maybe just Luke in the corner feeling the force. I don't know. Just because we know that Luke hasn't been trained whatsoever by the time a new hope comes around. No. But I do think that he's gotta at least at some point in his childhood come to the realization that she, that he has this feeling he just doesn't know what it is yet yeah he just can't put his finger on it and i mean he knows that he's adopted he knows that his dad uh doesn't his he's not around right he knows his mom isn't around yeah uh does he i'm trying to remember right now does he know that does he think that his dad is dead he thinks his dad is dead okay right uh, because, I mean, at least in A New Hope, Obi-Wan explains that he died in the Clone Wars. Yeah. But did he know that he died before Obi-Wan said that? Mm. I'm not 100% sure right now. Yeah, not right now. <laughs> the answer might be out there, but for some reason I don't no, know it off the top. No, it's definitely out there. Yeah, it probably is. It probably is, but anyway. <laughs> let us know Let us know if you know. Uh, did Luke know that Anakin, or did he think that Anakin died before Obi-Wan told him in yeah. A New Hope. Let us know if you know that answer. And in any case, Luke already knows about, you know, Ben, uh, the hermit out right. in the desert. Yeah, yeah, he's heard stories. Right. But has he met him? Ooh. And that... <laughs> That's the big question. Has he met uh, I've always thought ben that it's Kenobi. one of those things that... You know how you meet somebody as a really young kid, and then yeah. you see them later in life, and you're like, man, I feel like I've seen you before, yeah. but I'm not 100% sure that I have seen you before. Yeah, I think it could easily be one of those situations. No, but he does, okay, in A New Hope, when Obi-Wan 
uh, picks him up from the attack by the Tusken Raiders, he says, you know, Ben, like, he's familiar, right? Mm. I feel more like he, it's, um, it's like when you're a kid and there's someone in your life every now and then Mm. that you become familiar enough, but, uh, later in life they show up just, um, after a long time. Right. And it kind of takes you off guard and you're surprised. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I would be okay with them not meeting, but I would also be stoked for them actually meeting yeah, each other. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm okay with either avenue, as long as the execution is perfect. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Well, I mean, in any case, I mean, Obi-Wan's got to be at or around the homestead. Right. To do his job. Yeah? Yeah. And also for Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru to make a show. True. That's a good. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Okay, next on the cast list, we got Kamel Nanjiani. I probably mispronounced his name, but he's typically in comedic roles, uh, and he's actually cast in Marvel's upcoming Eternals. So you're going to see him in another Disney project later in the year. What uh, is that? Uh, I don't know too much <laughs> about Marvels, but Marvel's <laughs> storylines. But I, I'm looking forward to that because it's got a lot of Game of Thrones alum in it, and you know how I feel about Game of Thrones. So I'll be checking it out. But typically this guy uh, does play in comedic roles, so I can kind of see it being one of those situations. I think he's going to be like the comedic relief, possibly. Right. Uh, and he's a great actor. He's not. I, I could see him going outside of that comedic uh, avenue if they need him to, but just on the surface when I look at this list, I'm like, okay, he's got to be the the less serious of the bunch. Right. But, but we'll see. All right, then we got Indira Varma, which we've talked about her before. She is from Game of Thrones. Me and Nolan speculated heavily that she could possibly be an Inquisitor or maybe as far as a secret apprentice to Vader. I think now that Moses Ingram was talking about how she played with lightsabers, again, if that's 100% the truth, I don't think Indira Varma is going to be playing that type of role anymore. But why not have more than one? Oh, I don't disagree. I would love to see more than one Inquisitor. Why not have like a whole squad teamed up hunting down Obi-Wan Kenobi? That would 1,000% be great. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know. If, hmm, If I had to put money on it, I would still say that only Moses Ingram is going to be an Inquisitor. Okay, of the cast that's announced. Now, they could have unannounced cast members just be like backup roles playing an Inquisitor, yeah. but you just never see their face, so it's not enough to put them on the cast list. But, no, okay, so I have something. This is going to go off of the cast list that we're talking about again. But Here we go, here we go. There's seven sisters in the Inquisitors, right? I don't know. Seven sisters? Yeah. Like... Uh, one of the Inquisitors is called Third Sister, and one of them is called Seventh Sister. Right? <laughs> like, there's one in Rebels. She's called. Oh, there's a bunch of numbers. So I, we've got the. I've seen. I'm seeing. Just when I typed in Inquisitor Sisters, yeah. we've got the Ninth Sister being former oh, wow. Jedi Masana Tide. The tenth brother being the former Jedi Master Prosit Dibs. The second sister being the former Jedi. Like it's just going on and on and on. So I'm you not. You know what? I, I bet, think okay. How I many sister Inquisitors <laughs> are there? It says in current canon there are eleven known Inquisitors. Oh wow. 
Those named are the Grand Inquisitor, Second Sister, Fourth Sister, Fifth Brother, Sixth Brother, Seventh Sister, Eighth Brother, Ninth Sister, and Tenth Brother. So it's not going off of the number of sisters or brothers. It's just going down the list. Yeah. So there's 11 total Inquisitors that we know of. Mm -hmm. But again, this show could introduce more. Introduce more. Or I wonder if you looked at that list and, you know, looked into who each one of them is, if that Mm -hmm. would tell you who some of our cast members could be. Who could be alive in this situation. Yeah. Who has or hasn't been killed at this point. Yeah. It's possible. (laughs) It's possible. But we won't do that here because it will take it too long on that because we've got other things to get to. Uh, So, yeah, Indira Varma, regardless of what type of role she plays, I'm excited to see her. She's a great actress. Uh, Love seeing her on screen, so I can't wait to see whatever role she plays. Next on the list is Rupert Friend. Uh, Apparently, he's in the show called Homeland. I haven't seen this, but Homeland, for his role in that, he received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination. So that's impressive. Uh and when I look at the guy, I do think he could have that Imperial look. So maybe he's just an Imperial officer. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. The next one, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He is the son of rapper Ice Cube. Uh, he portrayed Ice Cube in Straight Out of Compton. I have not seen that film, so I don't know anything about his performance in that. Mm-hmm. But exciting, to say the least. Uh Sung Kang, you know a little bit about Sung Kang. He is from the Fast and Furious franchise. He was the actor who played Han in Fast and Furious. Exciting to see him. Mm -hmm. Simone Kessel, I don't know anything about her, but her last name is very Star Wars related, so that's great to see (laughs) with the Kessel run. And then Benny Safdie, I think I'm saying that right. He is an actor and director. So a loaded cast, to say the least. We don't know a whole lot about some of those there at the end, of that that list other than I've seen them before they are very talented and I can't wait to see them in Kenobi. Yeah. That is a jam-packed cast and I'm I don't expect Kenobi to win awards, but I do with that cast list, I do expect it to be nominated for awards just like The Mandalorian has been nominated for awards. So can't wait to see it. I How do you think it will uh deliver for the fans? Compared to The Mandalorian. Kenobi? Yeah. Just the show overall. Yeah. I think the fans will love it, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Deborah Chow, from what we've seen, oh, she yeah. gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Favreau and Filoni are going to be producers of this show, but I, I would imagine that Deborah Chow has their, fo- has their phone number in her phone <laughs> to call them yeah. up if she ever has any questions. Yeah. She has the right people in her ballpark, in her court, to contact when she needs help. Mm-hmm. I don't even suspect that she needs that much help because she's that great. Uh, so I fully trust her to deliver a great story, great action. I think Kenobi's going to be great. If When we see a red lightsaber, regardless if it's Vader, <laughs> if it's Vader or Inquisitor oh, or Inquisitors, clash with a blue Kenobi lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Chills already. Yeah. Like, you've already got me in. You got Hayden Christensen. That's a win yeah. already, in my opinion. Oh, Regardless yeah. if he's only playing Vader or if he's going back, if we're going back in time with some flashbacks and we're seeing some more of their connection, you got me hooked already and you've got me happy already. Uh-huh. Just them doing, <laughs> fi- them finally committing to doing this project 
makes me excited and oh, makes yeah, me feel me like too. okay they they're finally getting on board uh and they know what they got going on for them now so let's do it and i can't wait to see it mm-hmm. now before we move away from kenobi i did want to quickly do this talk about who was missing from the uh, cast right. announcement who was missing that we possibly <laughs> could have seen number one on my list is liam neeson obviously he played qui-gon jinn he was yes, not absolutely he was not listed on that cast yeah. now that does not rule out the fact of him actually coming in. Right. Because that could be like their big surprise, like their Luke Skywalker moment that they want to save. And like, I mean, that that uh, cast list could just be like major roles. Right. It could be like the episode to episode yeah. characters. Kind of like with, uh, with the first season of Mandalorian, they listed out Pedro Pascal, uh, oh, Carl Weathers, Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina Carano, they listed all of the actor and actresses out. Mm-hmm. Even if we got more, which we definitely got more than mm-hmm. what they initially announced. Uh, yeah, so yeah, exactly. I think that's possible. Yeah. 100% possible. But I don't think they would put that on the list anyway. Even if if Liam Neeson is 100% on it in the show, and maybe if he's in it more than once, I still don't think that they would put him on the list because they want everyone to be surprised by it. Yeah. They want that to be the big moment. They want that to break the internet like Mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker (laughs) broke the internet. Yeah. All right, that was my number one. Second one is I'm surprised that we didn't get a young, like 10-year-old boy actor listed. But again, that could be like what you were saying. Right. You know, something that later on becomes a surprise. Right. Because (laughs) you know immediately, if they had put a picture of a young 10-year-old boy in that cast announcement... You already know who it is. Yeah. Everyone is committed to knowing that Luke Skywalker is in the show. There's nothing to be surprised about at this mm-hmm. point. So I, I think that's something they're probably holding on to. Okay, the next one, third, Ahmed Best as Jar Jar Binks. Now, I don't need to see Jar Jar Binks in Kenobi at all, uh, and that's nothing against Jar Jar. I'm kind of over my distaste for Jar Jar. I like Jar Jar. I'm not one of those that's like, oh, Jar Jar Binks ruined Star Wars. No. No, that's not me. Like, uh, we can move on from that. If they had wanted to put Jar Jar in it, I would have been excited. I would have been happy to see it. Uh, But I'm surprised that he's not on it because there was a report or rumor that came out like last year, maybe around this time frame, that Jar Jar was going to be in Kenobi. Are you disappointed with that, that he's not listed, or what are, you, what are your thoughts on it? I think I'm kind of on the same page as you, where I would be excited, I would be happy to see Jar Jar yeah. back on, uh-huh. but, um, you know, we I don't feel like I need to see him. Agreed. And another person on your list is the actor who plays Bail Organa. Correct, Jimmy Smits. And it could just be that Obi-Wan isn't... Getting in connection with people who have ties to politics because that's kind of dangerous. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. But we do see in Rogue One, he knows who to trust, right? He's talking about Kenobi. Right. Oh, no, he's talking about Leia. He says, I would trust her with my life. But there's also a Kenobi plug in Rogue One, is there not? I feel like there was a Kenobi plug from him. I need to go back and watch that movie. It's honestly been like... No, I think there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been I like think, six months since I've seen I think Bail Organa says one. something like... No, no, no. You're right. It's a Leia he reference. He was talking about Leia. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that there was also a Kenobi plug, though. 
I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but regardless. It's been a while since I've watched it. Bell and Obi-Wan, I think, developed a pretty solid friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't get to see a lot of it because there was too much, too... Too much going on. Too much going on during Revenge of the Sith for yeah. them to dive into that. Mm-hmm. But I would I would say, and at least in my own head canon, while all that nonsense was going on on screen, if Kenobi, I, I do think Kenobi and Bale were probably communicating and great friends with each other. So it'd be great to see that relationship continue, but I do kind of see your point. Like, yeah. if he's trying to be in hiding, he can't be communicating with no. political figures. Right. Especially so, yeah. since I think they still have... I know that Bail Organa still has to have, uh, like, a position in the imperial government, right? True. Because of who he is for Alderaan. Yeah. All right, next on the list for who was missing, and it's actually my last one, James Earl Jones, the voice of Darth Vader. (laughs) If you're going to have Hayden Christensen come back to play Darth Vader... We know it's not going to be Hayden Christensen's voice unless he's Unless he doesn't have the mask on. True. That's another good point. Or he's in the Bacta tank, you know? Yeah. I do think, though, if if they have Vader's mask on, then James Earl Jones probably has recorded some things for him. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, I, I guess it could be another one of those situations where they don't have to put him on the list. Because that could be a surprise, mm-hmm. and they just, again, don't want to reveal it. And again, maybe that list is just like the main characters who we see. Absolutely. You know, Any other possible characters that we might be missing of people who were missing from that list? Uh, I know I saw some out there that were surprised possibly that Frank Oz wasn't on there, voice of Yoda, mm. to communicate back and forth with Kenobi. No, nah, I don't think. Okay. You don't nah. see Yoda in this show? Again, that's dangerous yeah for them right true to communicate yeah okay anybody else plus i feel like yoda wouldn't do that he's there on dagobah and he's waiting and i feel like he knows he's waiting that's true you know yeah i don't disagree (laughs) i can't think of anyone else personally i know i did i do think i saw some people say natalie portman Mm. just for a flashback as her being padme yeah i don't need to see that personally uh, I would love to see it. Don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. But I don't think that's one that I want on my list of, oh, why are we not, why is she not on this cast? Uh, what about, um, I forget his name, the Emperor? Oh, Ian McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> that is a possibility. Ooh. That is a possibility. <laughs> and again, I wouldn't want that one announced either. Yeah. I would want that one tabled and I want to be surprised. I want to hear his voice for the first time in Kenobi, not knowing that he's going to be in the show. Lord Vader. Yes. How goes it finding your old apprentice, your old master? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, no, that was good. That was good. Um, Yeah, I would love to see Ian McDermott. Love to see him. Okay, that is all of the good bits and pieces, all of our discussion and breakdown for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series officially announcing their cast. Let us know what you think of that cast. Let us know what you uh, expect to see from Kenobi, possibly your theories, predictions, uh, crazy things. If you think that me and Jacob got something completely wrong, let us know. Uh, I'm running on like two cups of coffee here, so I'm trying. I'm starting to 
feel a little jittery, so I feel like I might be skipping over some things. Oh, boy. But we'll see, you know? And we're about halfway through the show at this I, point because we got something else to talk about. I don't about. think you are skipping over anything. I don't think so either. I don't I'm think not, so either. I'm not. I'm not jittery like you I'm are. I'm getting jittery, man. You're on a different level <laughs> than me. <laughs> well... Yeah, so again, tell us what you think about Kenobi. Tell us what you think about all that good stuff down in the YouTube comments. Now, the next thing that we're going to talk about, I'm super excited for this, The Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. The Bad Batch officially got its final trailer. And again, before we dive into what we saw in the trailer, I'm going to read the synopsis that was on StarWars.com that accompanied the trailer. Following their literally explosive introduction in the <laughs> final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars, Clone Force 99, a.k.a. The Bad Batch, will soon step into the spotlight. Star Wars The Bad Batch arrives May the 4th with a special 70-minute premiere on Disney+. Plus starring our new favorite squad of elite clones as they find their way in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Okay, when I read that, first thing that sticks out to me, 70-minute premiere, let's go, <laughs> on yeah. May the 4th. Dude, I like that. that's awesome. That's a perfect way to celebrate our Star Wars holiday. Yeah. Second thing that stands out, starring our new favorite squad of elite clones as they find their way in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. So we are picking up right where we left off mm -hmm. with the final season of the Clone Wars, basically. Mm -hmm. This is basically season eight of the Clone Wars. Honestly, if they had wanted to call it that, that would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. So yeah, just those two things already before I even get into the trailer got me super excited. 70-minute premiere, I'll be watching that two or three times probably throughout that day. <laughs> oh, uh, I know you will. Oh, and you best believe that we're going to be talking about it. We might have yeah. to have a special Mando Talk episode for May the 4th. Okay. I think we did that last year. I think me and you did a special May the 4th episode because they released the Clone Wars finale on May the 4th last year. Hmm. So we're going to have to do that again with the Bad Batch 70-minute premiere. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then again, immediate aftermath of the Clone War. That gets me super stoked. Because I think we're going to see Palpatine. We're going to see... And oh, we already really? do know that. We already know that because we've seen a trailer of him making the announcement of the Galactic Empire. Right. Uh, of at least like it being broadcasted throughout Coruscant. Like him in the building or him made prettied up? No, like him, the propaganda? No, it's him in the building. Okay. But, it, but it's him with his hood on so you can't see his scars right, right, and everything. Right. So it's kind of like... I don't... I don't know if in Revenge of the Sith there was like a camera going around him. Oh, yeah. That's the view that's being put out through Coruscant that we saw in the first trailer for the Bad Batch. Okay. So I'm still assuming that that's going to be probably one of the opening scenes for that 70-minute premiere to let us know that, boom, we're right back where we left off. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to dive into the trailer? Yeah. Let's dive into the trailer. <laughs> uh, I have probably watched this trailer, uh, I would say about five, six seven <laughs> eight maybe ten times um there's a lot to it man yeah. on this i keep telling jacob on the surface it's just two minutes and you see okay this is cool clone wars animation looks a little bit better than clone wars though obviously because modern technology i think hmm. uh, but outside of that there wasn't much to it that's what you would think on the surface like you just watch it for two minutes and you're like okay cool a clone wars 
sequel, basically. Yeah. No, that ain't it. They're, but of course, we're gonna deep we're gonna dive, dive into it. Look into every detail, every that single we possibly detail. Can possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it. First thing, we open up on Camino, and man, first of all, yeah. Camino, it's great to be back. Uh, we love the prequels here. Well, it's I a love very to be, rainy, gloomy planet. Dude, but I love Camino <laughs> because honestly, the first thing that I think about when I see Camino is Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, that was one of my favorite yeah. <laughs> maps when we played that game. Really? Absolutely. Oh, I loved um, it. I'm trying to think of the because origin- it was a wide open map, and for me, someone that's not good at shooting games, that helps. <laughs> like original uh, Battlefront, both of them. Oh, okay. both of them. I thought that that map was hard. <laughs> now, in the new Battlefronts, they definitely have some layouts for Camino that make it a lot more difficult. Really? Yeah. Like different because of the different tiers and platforms right. and stuff. And they do more stuff interior and corridors and yeah. Okay. Wow. So, but anyway, as soon as I see Camino, that's one of the first things I think about. But also on that list is no, just I'm this idea now. of the clones being developed. <laughs> Sorry. That map was really hard for me because it's dark there, too. Okay. Well, see, maybe, it, I don't know. Every map and is hard for me. It was always harder to fight against the droids than be a droid and fight against the clones. Uh-huh. You, do you remember that? Yeah. I think it's because of the droidicas. Oh, no doubt. Like, for some reason, the com- the computer clones just don't know how to destroy droidicas in Battlefront. <laughs> no. Yeah, droidicas <laughs> were And they get droids. slaughtered by them. They were the roidicas. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we opened on Kamino, and then here's my next, or the next thing that happens in that trailer. Admiral Tarkin is testing the Bad Batch, and then here's his quote. He says, They exhibit a concerning level of disobedience and disregard for order. That's why he's wanting to test them. And this statement that he makes lends me to believe that Clone Force 99 did not execute Order 66. Is that what you took away from that? Like they were told to, but they didn't? Correct. Hmm. Maybe. Or somehow they, they've got to know somehow that they didn't perform it, or else he wouldn't be testing them, is how I kind of took that. Hmm. So maybe they witnessed them not performing it? I don't know. Or maybe they just know about these elite clones out there. Let's get them back and let's see how we can use them at this point. Yeah. But I think, for me, I want to see answers of what was their involvement level yeah. with Order 66. Yeah, I would like and to I see And I think that, that would too. be a, a perfect connection there. Mm-hmm. Like, Tarkin is very interested to see why did these dudes not perform Order 66 mm-hmm. and everyone else did, or well, other than Rex. Yeah. But... I don't know. Is that was that your takeaway, or were you thinking about something different? When that you said wasn't that? my takeaway, but now it is. Okay. <laughs> what was your initial takeaway, though? Um, just that uh, maybe just that he wanted to test the performance of this squad in light of new leadership. Okay. You know, because they know that they're special. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm just reading into the line of again him saying they exhibit a concerning level of disobedience and disregard. For order so that's making me think okay there's our order 66 connection yeah. but we'll see all right next that we see in the trailer hunter is seen on a speeder on a new planet that has coruscant vibes uh what and i got from that from the uh or i got that from the traffic pattern yeah that we see i don't think it's coruscant it, it just looks kind of different but definite coruscant vibes 
Uh, and then next, the Bad Batch wipes through Separatist droids. Now, this was interesting. I have always thought that immediately when Anakin gets to Mustafar, and he's there mm-hmm. with the Trade Federation, mm-hmm. all of the representatives that of they the Confederacy decommissioned every single droid out there. Kind of like how in Episode One, when that ship was destroyed, all of the droids shut off. Yeah, I thought that that's what they were doing there, and that's what Anakin was doing there was getting all of the Separatist army turned off, basically. He was definitely there to wipe out the leadership. Correct. Forever. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know, though, because droids could have gone into other people's hands. True. And we also see droids in uh, Rebels. In Rebels, there's a mission where Rex and the droids actually team up to kill things. Oh, really? Yeah, so we've seen droids before. <laughs> we've seen Separatist army droids still out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they would definitely still be out there. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I would love to know what happens to all the different droid cells that are out there after the events of Order 66. Mm-hmm. See if maybe some of them make it out of this age in the galaxy. Because I know we don't see any during the originals or the sequels. Right. And I haven't seen any in The Mandalorian so far. Unless they're just in the background, chilling. But I don't <laughs> know. We'll flashbacks. See. Yeah. True. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, that's interesting to me, though, as soon as we saw those droids. Yeah. Just point blank. Well, just think about how many billions of them there would be in the galaxy. True. And this is It's kind of right hard after. to control. Yeah. Immediately, yeah, yeah, and you can't immediately demolish. That's true. Billions of droids. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so the question really would be, who's controlling them? Exactly. Right, because those droids aren't really like the self-autonomous type, like C three PO and R two D two. Hmm. For some reason, you got to think the answer lies with Palpatine somehow. He's know, involved maybe. somehow. <laughs> but then you've probably got your engineers out there that have reprogrammed a lot of these droids to follow their commands. Yeah. So that's probably why you still got droids out there. Yeah. All right, next on the list of what happened in the trailer, we see a new character named Omega. And this character looks like Uncannily she is in Camino. She's in Camino, and it, she does look very similar to clones. Yeah. Now... No, like almost exactly. Yeah. When you don't have (laughs) the subtitles on, it's just a character. We don't know the name, anything like that. But when you turn those subtitles on, you get the name of this character. And that character name is Omega. Now, we obviously know that that Omega word. Omega is the last... The last letter in the Correct. Greek alphabet. Thank you. Thank you for hopping in there. So we so speculate that we're speculating here is and a the lot last, of the last um, clone, the last clone, basically. Yeah, and a lot of people out there on the internet's doing this too. Like it's not just us. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's that Omega is a female. It's yes. a girl. Um, so somehow Omega has been altered. Yeah. So she's another altered clone. Another uh, enhanced or right. Uh, what's another word? <laughs> like just a uh, um, <laughs> um, superior. 
uh, not superior, but altered, um, <laughs> an analog, toyed with <laughs> an analog or like a uh, just like uh, the Bad Batch, uh, right? Yeah. Which makes sense as to why she knows about them, yeah, because she's just naming them, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Oh, Hunter, uh, Echo, Crosshair, yada, 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 list yeah. goes on. <laughs> um, so she knows about them, so maybe that's why she knows about them. Maybe she's been yeah. taught about these other clones that are very similar to you. Y'all are different, uh, and here's why we made y'all different. I don't know. I'm speculating there, but that would make sense as to why she feels immediately connected with this group yeah. enough to trust them to leave the place, Yeah, which we'll get to later in the trailer. Yeah. But so, I don't know. Omega, just that name, makes me really invested and interested in this character already. Yeah, me too. as soon as I see that name, I'm thinking, okay, this is the last clone that was developed on Kamino, mm -hmm. which already makes that character interesting. Who knows what could come with that, the baggage that could come with being the last clone, mm -hmm. why she's been altered, I don't know. A female version of Django. Right, <laughs> a female version of Django. Like, we don't know all yeah. these answers, but man, yeah. I'm intrigued. One thousand percent. Yeah, I am too. I'm intrigued by the fact that they would have to add on an entire section of chromosome to yeah. her. <laughs> now, I've also seen people also speculate that she's the Ezra of this show. Like, she's kind of got that persona. Like, the young one that doesn't really know their purpose in the galaxy, but she's yeah. going to go on this mission and realize what her purpose was. Which... Oh, and she'll play a bigger role later mm -hmm. on. Right. I now, see. I'm hesitant to even ask this question because it's just, I don't know. People ask this question all the time with any new character. Could you see an avenue of her being force sensitive? Nah. No? Okay. No. I just wanted to throw that on the table because it's always a question that comes up with Star Wars. Unless, <laughs> unless all the way right after the Clone Wars, the cloning projects that were going on were already trying to create people. Mm-hmm. That were that had midi chlorians, right? Like we see in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Ooh. Unless that started happening way back then. Maybe she's the first one, and they lose her, so they don't know because she escapes, mm -hmm. so they don't know how to recreate what they did with her until the time of the Mandalorian. I don't know. We're well, speculating hardcore right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what makes you feel like she could be? I don't know. Just the. It's just part of me, honestly, that Star Wars always has a Force-sensitive character yeah. in the middle of a story. Yeah. We know with the Bad Batch there are no Force-sensitive characters so far. Mm -hmm. Other than her would be the possibility. But we'll see. I mean, and I don't want her... I'm not saying that I want her to be Force-sensitive. Yeah. I'm just throwing that possibility out there. Right. Like, what would that look like? How would that come to play? Like, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out. Okay. Not necessarily believing it <laughs> or thinking that it's going to happen. Right. Just asking that question because I'm sure there's people out there listening that possibly thought, okay, maybe Omega could be force sensitive. Who knows? Yeah. And you're justifiable in thinking that because we'll see. Your your we'll guess see. is as good as ours. Uh -huh. One thousand <laughs> um, percent. The next thing that we see, and we could talk about Omega honestly all night, but anyway, the next thing that we see is Hunter. Hunter is wiping through some clones or at least soldiers in clone armor because we know at some point the clones are no longer active mm -hmm. in the imperial navy or in their army yeah 
So are we going to see that happen in the Bad Batch? Who knows? Oh, that uh, would be cool. But currently they are in full-on clone well, armor. But think about Omega would be like something about her would tell us why clones get decommissioned. Mm. Okay. Right? Possibly. Because the clones got to get decommissioned at some point, mm-hmm. and it would make sense to do it in this show. And if she's the last one, then she's, you know, the last one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting, just seeing Hunter killing a bunch of the clones. Yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, Tarkin decides that they're a threat Enemies, to, yeah. to so, yeah, the order. Tarkin... Empire. Tarkin is surrounded by Emperor Palpatine's shock troopers. Again, those shock troopers are still in clone armor, though. Um, and then Tarkin orders soldiers to find Clone Force 99 and wipe them out. So they are enemy of the Empire at this point. I think at the beginning of the show, we're going to see the Empire interested in getting them on board because of their talents. Mm-hmm. They're going to realize that they don't do... They do not listen to our orders. Uh, so... Obviously, they are too powerful to be out there on their own doing their own thing, so we got to kill them. Mm-hmm. And then next in the trailer, we do see Fennec Shand. And here's my possibilities and my thoughts on this, how Fennec comes into play. I think the Empire possibly hires her as a bounty hunter to kill the Bad Batch initially. Yeah, I think Fennec Shand is an enemy to our characters at first. But I think something's going to happen to where she realizes that, okay, maybe these guys aren't that bad. And I'm going to let them walk, basically. Right. Now, with Fennec Shand, do you think we could see Boba Fett? Could we see their relationship start here? And that's why Boba Fett was so interested in her when we get to the Mandalorian. Could this be where that story could take place? Or have you always seen those characters as just characters that are in the right place at the right time in the Mandalorian? And that's their first introduction to each other. That's kind of how I've always seen them. Okay. But would you be against them having a background going as far back into the Bad Batch storyline? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, great analysis there, man. (laughs) Great analysis. (laughs) I'd be okay with it. Um, I have always personally interpreted Finnick just being in the right place at the right time when Boba showed up. I've never really viewed them as having a deep history with each other. But I wouldn't be against it. If they introduce those two in the Bad Batch together, that's fine. I mean, obviously, if the Empire is hiring Finnick for a job, then Boba, because he works for the Empire, or he does jobs for the Empire yeah. later in the originals, obviously, he would know about her, probably, more than likely. Yeah. So, it, it it's definitely possible that they run into each other and form a relationship. And I'm not when I say relationship, I'm not talking about love or anything like that. Don't get me wrong on that. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) Uh, Just people that know each other. Yeah. By association. Yeah. So we'll see. But I'm excited to see Phoenix Shan, regardless. Uh, Next, we got the Bad Batch and Omega flee from an Imperial location because they've, uh, the Bad Batch have like these all black Imperial suits on. Uh, And do you think this is Kamino? That they're escaping from? I think this might all be within the first uh, one to two episodes. Or maybe even... minute premiere. Yeah, maybe even just all first episode that they're at Camino. Yeah, uh, and they escape it. Tarkin wants to analyze their performance and see how well they obey orders. 
they fail with that. Right. And he decides that, well, no. And they get started getting the sense. That they should flee. That they should get out while they can because they already can tell that the Empire, the new military. Should be trusted. Right. The new military uh, hotshots uh, just want compliance. Correct. You know, and don't want, you know, outliers in their military. Yeah, which, which would make they sense. are. Which they are. Yeah. By nature, they're, you know, they're different clones. They're different than all the rest. Right. And if it's true... And so it's Omega. Yeah, and if it's true that they didn't go through with Order 66, then that would, you know, just all the more show how different they are from the rest of the clones. Right. Now, while they are escaping... I'm going to go ahead and say it's Kamino, because that just makes sense. Because yeah. if Omega's on Kamino, then that's where she would be escaping from. Yeah. So they're escaping Kamino. But while they're escaping, we do not see Crosshair. Yeah. We don't see him in their group. We don't see him in the group later in the trailer when they're in their ship. Mm-hmm. We don't see Crosshair in the group later in the trailer when they're with Saul. And we'll get to Saul here in a second. Does Crosshair not agree with leaving the Empire? Is Crosshair wanting to work for the Empire? Does Crosshair possibly become an enemy of the Bad Batch? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that would be a very interesting All plot All in the point. first episode? Well, not necessarily in the first episode. He just gets left behind because he wants to stay. And then maybe that's how the Bad Batch season one But ends. if they leave in the first episode, mm-hmm. then he would stay behind in the first episode. Right, but we would still see him as... Helping to hunt them but down. But Crosshair was with uh, Rex, though, wasn't he? Did we not see him in that shot? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. But regardless, <laughs> Crosshair is missing from a bunch of these shots. Yeah. We just see the four of them, not the five of them. Yeah. Plus Omega. So that's... I don't know if Crosshair is going to turn evil or if he's going to die. Hmm. Or maybe he's just not in the shot because he just couldn't fit in the frame. Maybe we're reading into that too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think from that? I don't know. Great analysis. <laughs> no, I mean, like, out of all of the squad, Crosshair is more like the uh, cold... Cold-blooded? Eh. And I don't want to say... like ...the most calculated because um, I don't know all of their names, but... Uh, one of them is more calculated than all of the others. Mm-hmm. But he's not like... Um, Tech? He's not like indifferent to... He's not like indifferent to... Um, what am I even saying now? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't my know. Train my th- um, I don't know what you're saying. Is that his <laughs> name, Tech? Tech is the one with the glasses, okay. the okay. computer guy. What I was saying is Tech is calculating, but he's not like... He he seems like he takes moral sides, right? Okay. Whereas um, crosshair, crosshair, at a boy, he's calculated. He's but he doesn't seem like he cares about. Right. He he seems like he would be, you know, if it's he. It seems like he would be more likely to stay behind and be in the empire, imperial like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. I think that's a good take. And of, like you said, of the five, I think Crosshair would be the character that would want to stick with the Empire because maybe he likes their philosophies. I don't know. Yeah. 
But we'll see. I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into that. Maybe I'm not. Let us know what you think in the YouTube <laughs> comments. Um, next on the list of what happens in the trailer, we do see Captain Rex. He is seen leading the Bad yeah. Batch through Republic wreckage, which is going to be really interesting to see. Uh, the state of what all that looks like, the galaxy in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, first exactly. of all, when you see Captain Rex, who's the first character you think about? That's always with him. Correct. Ahsoka Tano. Do you think we're going to see Ahsoka Tano in the Bad Batch? We could. Okay. Or they could okay. have already parted ways. This might be a hot take. This might be a really hot take. Okay. I love Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. I would love to hear Rex talk about Ahsoka Tano. But I don't want to see Ahsoka Tano. Hmm. Only because... <laughs> We are getting so much of Ahsoka Tano already. Yeah. I'm afraid of them. And this isn't for me. Okay, so maybe I got too aggressive there. I wouldn't hate it it if I saw Ahsoka Tano. Like, when I see Ahsoka, I would be like, yeah, let's go. It's Ahsoka. (laughs) But at what point, for people that aren't like me, is there too much Ahsoka? I see. We got Ahsoka in The Mandalorian. We're getting Ahsoka, the show. We got people talking about Ahsoka being in Kenobi. We got people talking about Ahsoka being in The Bad Batch. Like, at what point does it become too small of a galaxy if Ahsoka is showing up in every single thing? (laughs) You know? Right. I don't know. And again, for me, I would love to see it, but I don't (laughs) need to see it. I don't or need to see it. Like, shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> slipping in everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I would love to hear Rex say something about how what she's doing, how they escaped, how they got out of Order sixty six alive, yeah. how they survived, and how they're still communicating with each other and staying in touch. But I don't necessarily need to see her. Maybe through a hologram, that'd be fine. Yeah. But I don't need to see her interconnected with the storyline yeah i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe you want to see ahsoka really bad go ahead and roast me say uh no caleb you're completely wrong we need to see ahsoka because this tell me why tell me why but currently right now i don't see the need for ahsoka tano but i could be wrong dave filoni knows better and again that's something important to point out that we haven't pointed out dave filoni is heavily invested with the show Mm -hmm. from what i've read so it would make sense for him to want to bring Ahsoka because that's his baby. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Now, I don't even know where we're at here on this list. Oh, Saw Gerrera. Yeah. Saw Gerrera makes a comeback, I guess you could say. Very much looking like the Saw Gerrera we saw in The Clone Wars. Not Forrest Whitaker's live-action Saw Gerrera. They yeah. don't really look alike, honestly. Yeah. But he hasn't hit the stage where he's still needing or where he's needing life support, basically. Yeah. So could we possibly see that in the show? Yeah. You Maybe. Think so? Maybe. Okay. I think in that episode, it'd be good to see him get injured really bad somehow. And that's the explanation behind why he's gotten to that point hmm. when we see him in Rebels and when we see him in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. That'd be great to see. Uh, but anyway... I did want to read what Saul said. He says, the Clone Wars have ended. You can either adapt or survive or die with the past. The decision is yours. So, again, the the trailer does a great job of picking out these lines here that really point it home, direct the ship. As if you could, as you, well, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Paint Uh, a picture of kind of what the galaxy is like now. And it's also letting the audience know what the Bad Batch is going through and what kind of, decisions they're going to have to make yeah uh 
for their own livelihoods moving forward. Yeah. Anyway, geez, the coffee has hit, dude. <laughs> like, I am so jittery right now, so we're going to try to get through this as uh, calm and collective as possible. Omega's crossbow. Omega's crossbow. We see that quickly. Mm-hmm. Looks very similar to the Night Sisters crossbow in the Clone Wars. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe we will visit that planet. Dathomir. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe that's how she gets the crossbow. I don't know, but I thought that was an interesting connection, you could say. Imperial forces invade a town while the Bad Batch attacks. That town looked very similar to Naboo. Oh, right. But I don't think it's Naboo. I think it's somewhere new. Um, Do you think it's... Uh, what is uh, Sagarera's planet? Jeddah? Oh, from the Clone Wars. Yeah. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Here, you keep talking and I'll try to figure that out. <laughs> if you have anything to keep saying. <laughs> I don't man. really. <laughs> <laughs> Saul. It just looks Carrera. a lot like um a lot like that kind of place to me. Home planet. Saul Guerrero home planet. Let's see. Onderonian. Onderon. Onderon. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it could be there? Could be. Here, let me look up Onderon, man. Jeez, mm-hmm. because that would make sense. I mean, if they're already there on that planet meeting up with uh, Saw Guerrero, it would make sense that maybe they are helping him out as far as preventing. Yes, it is Onderon. You think? Oh, is is no, you sorry, know for sorry, sure. Sorry. <laughs> Onderon is what I was saying is Onderon is definitely the home planet of Saw Guerrero. Yeah. I'm trying to look at pictures of like the landscape of Onderon to make sure that possibly it it's what we see in the Bad Batch, but man, my laptop is not cooperating with me right now. Mm-hmm. So Onderon is a world marked with savage jungle jungles that were filled with dangerous creatures. But, but this was like a city right. that that we were in in that scene. I'm trying to look up what it looks like in the Clone So Wars. it looked a lot like either Naboo or, to me, I'm thinking of the city in Onderon, or it could be some other completely new Dude, it does kind of look like Onderon, honestly. Does it? Yeah. I could see it being Onderon for okay. sure. Okay. So that's a possibility. Good deal. Um, I like that. I, I didn't even put that connection together. So, yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the planet that the Bad Batch... Uh, prevent the Imperial forces from attacking, and that's how Saul Guerrera comes to play. Mm-hmm. We'll see, though. Okay, and the next thing that we see is Fennec Shan. She, again, escapes an explosion from Hunter, so again, it looks like she's trying to kill the Bad Batch, but I think at some point she's going to gain respect for him, and they'll just go their separate ways. Hmm. We'll see. Hmm. Okay. And then the last thing that I have here as far as trailer takeaways is this whip that was lit up it kind of looked like wonder woman's lasso <laughs> or whip whatever you want to call it right jacob no. you were talking about this before we started recording so you noticed last, something um, go that, ahead and say it yeah is it like the last scene it's one of the last scenes okay well um it's hunter he's fighting as igerian with one of the whips yeah it's one of the bad batch in... members i'm not sure if it was hunter but y- yeah so the Zygerians are like a, a race of people who keep the slave trade going in the galaxy. 
and you see them a lot in Clone Wars. Yeah, so specifically in Clone Wars, the Zygerian plotline, that was when um, Anakin was, like, playing to be, like, attracted to this queen. The the queen of the Zygerians. Right. Now, yeah. what was their mission there specifically? What do you remember? Because Zyger- I'm struggling to remember. The Zygerian Empire had something to do with they were making allegiances with Dooku, and uh, they were basically just trying to put an end to that. Okay, I see now. Okay, yeah, what you were saying is exactly what's on here. And, of course, Dooku double-crossed them and just, uh, you know, took advantage of the situation when all of the people that were in his way died. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like he always did. To even double down on you saying that that's Zygerian, and it's a Zygerian whip, uh, when we paused it frame by frame, it did very much look like a Zygerian species. Yeah. So I do think that that's the case. Now, are we on that planet? I don't know. I don't know. It kind of looks like that terrain. We'll see. But if that's the case, then we went to a lot of different planets throughout that trailer. I mean, we probably will. Probably in the, will. In the whole show. I mean, it's <laughs> the animation of Star Wars with Rebels and Clone Wars. We go to a ton of places. Yeah. So I'd imagine the same thing Think with about Bad all the Batch. places that they went in Clone Wars and in Rebels. Right. You know? And we're probably going to see some familiar places obviously with Camino. Yeah. But I definitely think we're going to get some new places as well, which is really exciting. Yeah. Really exciting. Well, listen guys, let us know what you thought of the Bad Batch trailer. Uh I loved it. I thought it did its purpose. It let us know exactly what the story is. Uh and I can't wait to see it. Now, as you're hearing this podcast, there's a couple of new things on Disney Plus regarding Star Wars. You got your legacy content. You got the old Clone Wars animation back on oh, Disney Plus. Dude, I am so pumped for that. I wanted to bring that up <laughs> because I knew you were going to say something along those lines. I am so pumped for that. Uh, I love that original Clone Wars series uh-huh. because it is so expressive, just the animation style. And because you get to see so much more of the story of the battles Mm -hmm. that went on during the Clone Wars, one of the biggest things that I love about that Clone Wars Uh is that you actually get to see General Grievous be the bad guy that he was always meant to be. Yeah, (laughs) and I think you've been very vocal about that take. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I can't he's, wait to watch that. Some he's more. intimidating. He's not a coward. He never backs down. He That's takes good. advantage of, like he toys with Jedi. Huh. Like he messes with their psychology. Like he gets them off their footing. That's who General Grievous was always meant to be. Yeah, no, not it's someone good. who runs away just because he's outnumbered or you know he's backed into a corner. Right. Nah, <laughs> come on, dude. Look at him. That's who he was always meant to be. Okay. So that's why I love no, the absolutely. original Clone Wars series. No, that's justifiable. Oh, and you also get to see like more of Dooku and like how how Dooku and General Grievous and Asajj, how they kind of like, how Dooku kind of like um, trains them in a way. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into that uh, whenever we get a chance to watch it. Uh, and you also got Ewok content that's out there that was on Disney+. Plus. So all of that came out on April 2nd. So as you're listening to this, hopefully you've checked out some of that content. I know we will on this end. We'll probably talk about some of that stuff on next week's episode. Uh, 
But after that, we have The Bad Batch coming on May the 4th. So we got all kinds of Star Wars content coming to us. Obviously, we are still patiently waiting for information with The Book of Boba Fett coming in December. Information regarding Season 3 of The Mandalorian, which we still don't know exactly when that's going to come out. Those are obviously the big things for us. But right now, we're getting some little things here and there. Obviously, The Bad Batch, I would say, is like a medium level kind of thing. Uh, to be really excited about and to really look forward to. Now, the last thing that I do want to talk about here before we get out of here is the actress Erin Kellyman, which we've talked about Erin Kellyman a little bit maybe last week when we talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier because she is in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but she's also the actress that played in Fist's Nest in Solo. Oh, right. So the reason why we're bringing her up is she's been doing press tour for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so that means she's been getting a lot of interviews. Mm -hmm. Well, recently, in an interview that she was doing for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they brought up Infus Nest. They asked, would you like to play Infus Nest again? And she said the following, I would absolutely love to play Infus Nest again. I think she was such a fun character to play. It was my first movie, and I had such a great experience on that set, and Disney was incredible. If they said, do you want to play her again, I'd absolutely love to do that again. That would be amazing. So I just wanted to quickly talk about that because I could see an avenue of Infus Nest coming into play, maybe outside of Solo. Like, we don't necessarily need to see a Solo 2 for Infus Nest to pop up again. Yeah. Like we could see Infus Nest and the Bad Batch, for goodness sakes, possibly. Yeah. So I would love to see uh, Aaron Kellyman take on that role again, uh, yeah. regardless of if they finally get around to making a solo two, which they probably won't because Disney's more worried about making money than anything. Uh, or outside of that, she's a character that ties into a lot of different things. So what did you think of Infus Nest? Uh, would you love to see the character again? Yeah, I liked Infant's Nest. Um, I actually liked Solo. Oh, I love Solo. Yeah. It's a great movie. <laughs> great movie. And, you know, I love that she loved playing that character. Mm-hmm. I love that she would love to come back. Yeah. Because um, she d- she did it great. She, she you know, she played that character great. She did. And, um, yeah. I would love to see her back. Let us know what you think about Aaron Kellyman coming back as Infus Nest because we would love to see it here. All right, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. That is this week's episode of Mando Talk. Let us know what you think about the Obi-Wan Kenobi cast being announced. Caleb is talking super fast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to slow down. That coffee, man. The coffee, dude. It's just hitting me. Uh, so let us know what you think about the Kenobi cast. Let us know what you thought about the Bad Batch trailer, maybe predictions that you have. If we said something that you completely disagree with, let us know. There's no harm in telling us that. I'd appreciate having a good conversation with somebody that has a different opinion, a different take. Mm-hmm. It's right. always fun to see and uh-huh. communicate with. And then the last thing that we just talked about there, Erin Kellyman, she wants to come back as Infus Nest if that opportunity ever presents itself. So I hope to see it. We'll mm-hmm. see, though. All right, Jacob, I appreciate you being here this week. I was super glad that we were back in studio this week. It's been a while since I've had someone else in here. (laughs) Last week, we did an episode with Zach uh, through Zoom, through the internet. So I haven't really physically been with someone uh, in a couple of weeks to talk Star Wars. So it was really great to have Jacob the Farmer, Galen uh, Keller, 
back in studio with me. And also the master. Yeah, I don't know. We never got <laughs> feedback on if we should call you the farmer or the master. So oh, we didn't? We didn't. People don't care. No, people uh, <laughs> People probably think that both names apply, honestly. Yeah. We should just call you the master, the, <laughs> the farmster, the farmster, the farmer plus master, the farmster. How about that? <laughs> that sounds a lot like a farting hamster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a weird place to take it. <laughs> but anyway, we appreciate you being here, man. I'm glad that you can make it. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mando Talk, so you can continue to communicate with us, get to know us. Uh, it's the best part of doing this, honestly. All right, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the listen. And as always, we have spoken.